0: And that's been the theme of the series. We we, we live this life for the next life, another place, another world, another time. And that's what makes this time so important, that we do not waste this time but invest it for eternity. Heavenly investments. I'd like you to turn to Matthew chapter 6, we're going to read starting with verse 19. A lot of the material on, or the study on heaven, has been done by Randy Elcorn, and uh, in light of eternity. But he also wrote another book called On the Edge of Eternity, and it's uh, just a story. And it's a story about a, a young man by the name of Nick and he's traveling on this road, and there are other uh, uh, companions that are traveling with him, and they're going to the city to see the king. So it's kind of like Pilgrim's Progress, if you're familiar with that. And as they are on their way, the king's messenger uh, comes to them and gives them burlap sacks. And the messenger says, Now, Uh, when you come to the rivers and streams at night, you're supposed to pick up, gather stones, and put them in your sack. And so they thought that was strange, but and she leaves them with these words. In the morning, you will be both glad and sad. And so... uh, in the morning, they were not able to open their sacks, but when, during night, when they would cross the rivers and streams, their sacks would open, and they began to collect uh, stones in their sacks. Now, Nick thought this would just weigh him down, so he half-heartedly went about collecting stones and putting them in his sack. In the morning, they could not open the sacks until the next night when they would cross the streams and so, uh, Nick, uh, had about a half a sack of stones, but they got closer to the city and the messenger met them again and said, you're going, get ready, you're going to present your gifts to the king. And Nick said, well, what gifts? She said, the gifts you've collected that are in your sacks. And so, uh the stones that you have picked up. And Nick put down his sack when they got to the city, and it was about half full. He reached in, and as he reached in, he grabbed a heavier stone, and he pulled it out, and the sun reflected on that stone, and he realized that it was a golden nugget. And he reached in again, and it was a stone filled with silver. And he reached in again, and he found an emerald, and he reached in again, and he found a, a large diamond, and, and he was excited. He reached in, and he grabbed uh, one of the lighter stones, and he kind of tended to uh, pick up the lighter stones so that it wouldn't be so heavy on his journey, and he pulled it out, and it wasn't a stone at all. It was a wadded up uh, a ball of grass and straw, and then... Uh, the contents of his bag was placed on a grate and put over a fire where the gold and silver were refined and where the straw rocks were burnt up. And he looked around at his companions and he marveled at their collections of precious stone and minerals and gems. And even the one who had seemed dull-witted to the rest of the group, he had filled two sacks and it made his journey more difficult. And the one that they had laughed at, because he was carrying such a heavy load, had three times as many gems and precious stones as Nick had. And the oldest of their companions, the one that, uh, whose single-minded pursuit of God annoyed the rest of them and irritated Nick a great deal, he emptied several bags full, of precious content to be purified over the fire. And Nick wondered how this old man could have carried such a great weight. But then he knew he wasn't carrying the weight with his own strength. Someone else was carrying it for him. Then the angel whispered to Nick, Choices and consequences. What is done in one world Has profound effects on the next. Choices and consequences. What is done in one world has profound effects on the next. The angel began to forge Nick's stones and minerals and gold and silver into a crown and and told Nick, You will wear these, uh, you will cast these at the king's feet. But sometimes you will wear these crowns. The king and all his citizens will be aware or reminded of your faithful service. And you will remember the meaning of every stone. And so will he. Then he finally understood the messenger's words. You will, in the morning you will be both glad and sad. He looked at his stones and knowing that they were a tribute to the king, he had never felt so glad. But thinking of all the stones within his reach that he did not pick up, he had never felt so sad. And that's an account, that's just a, a fictional account of what will happen to us, to believers. In the future, at what is called the great white, no, the uh, judgment seat of Christ, once, once we get to heaven. And so uh, I want us to consider this now. The Bible tells us much about how we are to live uh, during this life. And so in Matthew chapter 6, it is talking about how we can invest for eternity. Matthew 6, verse 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will will your heart be also. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where is your treasure? Is it heavenly investment or earthly investment? Let's pray. Father, as we look at these verses this morning, as we consider our responsibilities today, uh, Lord, might we understand what it means, please, and live like we belong to you and live like we want to bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I also want you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, some of these verses this morning we'll be able to read and some we, uh, I will just read for you, beginning with verse 8, reading through verse 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1 Corinthians 3 verse 8. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God, ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereon, how he invests. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, revealed. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work for what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Now turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Paul is writing to the same church that he wrote uh, these words to, the, the words we just read. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 8 through 10. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore, we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, According to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Do you see the account here, uh, the story earlier told? Uh, this is the scriptural story of what will take place for us. This is sobering to me. I enjoy preaching about God's grace because it saved a wretch like me. But now this word, the, the scripture we're looking at today is Okay, now how do we live once we have experienced the grace of God and the forgiveness of God in our own lives? Um, verse uh, Revelation 14, we will not turn there, but Revelation 14, verse 13 says, Blessed are those who die in the Lord, for their works follow them. Their works follow them. A little later in Revelation, chapter 19, is talking about the marriage supper of the Lamb, and this is what it says, that the participants, the believers, the saints, as we gather at that marriage, the wedding feast that is taking place, it says that we will be dressed in fine linen, which is the righteous acts of the saints. What am I going to look like? At the wedding with Jesus Christ, will I be improperly dressed? Because I will be dressed in the works I have done upon this earth, following my salvation. And we will receive the rewards, whether it was good or bad, whether it's burnt up or whether it, it remains Um, What are our works? They're the things that we have done with our resources. What are our resources? Our time. And we're all given the same number of hours, of course. But our energy, and we don't all have the same amount of energy. Our talents, we do not have the same talents. But it's according to what we have been given. Our money, our possessions. We don't don't all have the same there. But what we have, how are we using it for the Lord? How are we investing it for eternity? That is important. In Hebrews uh, chapter 12, verse 1, this is why the author of Hebrews wrote and said, Let us lay aside every weight in the sin which, which doth so easily beset us, and then run with patience, the race that is set before us let let the heavy things the sin that easily entangles us we need to get victory over those things so that we can run a marathon of life and so when we re, we get into glory we can we have something to bring glory to god as we enter there romans 8:31 says god is for us and so he's provided us with the tools to use the resources that he's blessed us with. He's given us the Holy Spirit. Every believer has placed within him the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has a number of uh, responsibilities, but one is to convict us. Another is to teach us. Another is to enlighten us about God's Word. And so we have the Holy Spirit to help us invest properly. We have God's Word that helps us invest our resources properly. We have been given spiritual gifts, 1 Corinthians 12 and, and Romans chapter 12. They are different, but they're used together to bring glory to God and to invest for eternity. And then he's given us a local family, a body of believers. And in this body of believers, we can use our gifts to bring glory uh, to God and to invest in eternity. Now, the danger of preaching about rewards and investments and good works is that uh, we hear, but often we don't hear it's been a number of years now, but we went, we were at Cozumel, and, and we were at uh, at this diving area, swimming, snorkeling area, and uh, there's a large platform, and on this platform, a, a, a tour group came, all ready to go snorkeling, and I suppose there were 50, uh, kind of, gathered on this platform and you walk down the stairs and you walk uh, through the coral and you go into the water. And so they had an instructor there. And he says, this is what you need to do. And he began to instruct these 50 people on what they needed to do. Okay, you inflate your life jackets and you adjust your goggles and you put the snorkel in your mouth. And then he he said, and then you'll put your fins on. But he said, don't put your fins on until you get into the water up to your waist. And then he said it again. Don't put your fins on until you get into the water up to your waist. And then he said, put your fins down on the platform and put your hands on your waist. And they all did, and they put their hands on their waist. He said, now, don't put your fins on until you're this deep in the water. Everybody understand that? Everybody's shaking their heads, yes, yes. Okay, let's go snarkeling. Half of them put their fins on. And they tried to go down the stairs, and they were trying backwards and forwards, and and it was, and the, the guy there we were We were standing right close there, just enjoying the the <laughs> sight and the guy, huh? huh, nobody hears and we were talking and and uh, so he turned to Cindy and said, uh, "You know, would you be willing to hire out to teach these people how to snorkel?" Now she didn't take him up on it, but he was frustrated. why? Because we hear, but we don't." understand. And so what I'm going to say in the next few minutes, I want you to hear and understand because there are two religions in this world. One religion, by far the greatest, is a religion that goes by a lot of different names but says your works will get you into heaven. You hear that? That's what they say. You're going to earn your way into heaven. You've got to do something to get into heaven. That's the largest religion, and it goes by lots of different names. And there is one religion that says, you do nothing to get to heaven. You place your faith in Jesus Christ. He did all of the work, and there's nothing that you can add to it at all. Now, I want you to understand this. Uh, these two things are different. This is a key to heaven. Uh, you probably all got one, right? You didn't get a key for heaven? Then how do you expect to get into heaven? So this is the key to heaven, a gold key to heaven. This is I mentioned a couple weeks ago of a a race in Spain. And this is a, a trophy, a reward. And all believers have got your key to heaven. This is a reward or a trophy for, in my case, this is mine, it's not worth anything but the memories that go with with a run or a race now these are different do you, are are these the same now are they the same now are they the same they're never the same so let's go snorkeling, and half will stoop down and put on your, or your fins. No, that, that, I, I'm saying that because this world is very confused, and I've talked to people about their placing their faith in Jesus Christ, and, and they, yes, that's, that's the way it is. Uh, but I've got to, now what do I have to do to get to heaven? And when I ask them, what are you going to say to Jesus uh, when you get stand at the gate, And he says, why should I let you into heaven? And they say, because I've been a pretty good person. Huh. Hear it. And so when I preach on rewards, it is not the same as your key to heaven. It is different. When I speak on works, it is not the key to get into heaven. There is not a scale. That determines heaven or hell, based on good works. That there is not that scale. Rewards are about our work for God. Salvation is about God's work and gift to us. Ephesians two eight and nine. For by grace are ye saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works. Or else we would boast. It is faith in what Jesus Christ has done. But we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. So there is salvation in that; those three verses, and there is good works. We are saved to serve. And uh, our service does not get us into heaven, but it does invest for us in heaven. Salvation is, not, is dependent on God's faithfulness to his promises, and he's never, he has never uh, withheld a promise. He's never distorted a promise or had a take back on a promise that he's made. Rewards are conditional. Uh, they're dependent upon our faithfulness to God. Uh, turn to 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy 2. He's telling, the, he's telling the churches that he writes this to, he, that here is how you are to live once you've trusted Christ. Second Timothy chapter two, verses 11 through 16. Okay, here's how to invest eternally. Second Timothy 2: 11 through16. It is a faithful saying. For if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will, he also will deny us. Now he's talking to believers, and he's not saying that you will deny, uh, that he will deny you entrance into heaven. He is saying, if we deny him, here there are consequences uh, as far as our eternal investments. If we believe not, yet, are, yet, ye abideth, uh, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself of these things, put them in remembrance, charge them before the Lord, that ye strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the he, uh, hearers, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We are to be living for God, uh, following our salvation. Turn to Revelation chapter three. Revelation three. He's writing to letters to the churches, and here is a church that's really stumbling. They they lost the their uh, zeal for the Lord. Revelation 3, beginning with verse 18. He wa- he's wanting them to come back and live the way they need to in order to bring glory to his name. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see." As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. This verse, primarily, uh, we use it uh, for leading people to the Lord, but it's talking, he's writing this to believers saying, come back to the way you ought to live. Uh, Come and, and let's sup together again. Let's eat together again to him that overcometh i will grant to sit with me in my in my throne even as i also overcame and am sat down with my father in his throne he that hath an ear let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches Uh, hear the that we are to be living for the lord while we are here Uh, free grace It, it is It's free, and it is freely given, and I understand partly of what their message is, but it is not given to us so that we can live however we please with no consequences. There are consequences here. Works do not affect our redemption, but they do affect our investment or our reward Belief determines our eternal destination. That's the key. Where we will be. Behavior determines our eternal rewards or what we will have when we get to glory or trophies. Heaven is not a reward for our works. It is a gift of God. You know, For by grace are ye saved through faith. Uh, Heaven is a gift. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. In going to heaven, we don't get what we deserve because all of us deserve hell. Once we get to heaven, we get what we lived upon this earth. Heaven is a gift, not a reward. And our rewards are seldom given to us in this lifetime. A number of times I hear life isn't fair. And I agree if we're talking about life as however long we live on this earth. It is not fair. But it will be fair. Because scripture tells us that Christ will make right the wrongs that are done uh, in our work for him upon this earth, he will make it right. But he won't make it necessarily right upon this earth. In fact, Peter says, "You know, we if we believe, we will suffer persecution. All who desire uh, to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution." Paul wrote that to Timothy. Uh, turn to First Peter chapter three, since we're in Revelation. 1 Peter chapter 3, or I'll just read it when I get there, beginning with verse 14. It says, But, and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that giveth you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear." Having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good way of life conversation in Christ. We will not be rewarded upon this earth, very seldom. But we are investing in eternity. Now, how shall we live in light of our rewards, our eternal investments? I press toward the mark, toward the prize of the high calling of God. I press, I will invest, Paul was saying, it doesn't matter what happens to me, I am going to invest in eternity. Will you receive any rewards? Will I receive any rewards? Well, initially I thought, well, probably not. But look at 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm encouraged by this verse, verse 5. 1 Corinthians 4, verse 5. Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come. Let's say we can hold off on our judgments till the Lord comes. Who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts, and then shall every man have praise of God. Every man shall have praise of God. Every man will receive some praise. All of us will receive some reward. Now, the things that we think might not be important might be the very things that we're going to receive uh, rewards for or blessings for. Giving a cup of cold water in the name of Jesus. Um, I know Seth and Crystal, one of their dreams out there is to have a ministry on the uh, Camino Trail. Thousands of pilgrims each summer go on this pilgrimage, take a pilgrimage. And one of the ways is when church groups come over to help in their ministry, they can man a a table, booth, a a house, whatever, along the Camino Trail and offer cups of water in jesus name and talk to them because most of them do know english so you don't need to learn spanish in order to minister over there giving a cup of cold water in my name jesus said that is a reward Uh, taking some groceries from our blessing shelves and giving them to your neighbor can be a reward Uh, being here today instead of sitting on the couch with hot chocolate and And uh, watching the football game or whatever can be a reward. Being kind to someone, a reward. Biting your tongue when you think you have a right to snap at them are rewards. John Bunyan, he's the Baptist pastor who wrote Pilgrim's Progress. uh, While he was in prison, he wrote this as well. Whatever good thing you do for him, if done according to the word is laid up for you as treasure in chests and coffers to be brought out to be rewarded before both men and angels to your eternal comforts. Heavenly investments. Invest in your next life by how you live this life because that will count for eternity. And uh, there the stock market will never go down. Make your investments count. Let's pray. Father, you know my heart and it causes me concern. And you know the hearts of those that are here. Lord, I pray that I might hear what has been spoken today that I might recognize that there's a lot of wood, hay, and stubble in what I do. I pray this week I might recognize opportunities of investment through reading your word, through hearing messages on the radio, through conversations with others, allowing the Holy Spirit to have conversations with me so that, Lord, I might invest. Might this week be a profitable week eternally for me, please. And I pray the same for these that are here. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.